Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy August, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Now that it's August, summer is almost halfway over, which is kind of depressing. But on the bright side, and more importantly, the NFL is right around the corner when August kicks in. The Hall of Fame game is tonight. Football is ramping up at hyper speed. And we have it all for you here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid for the Detroit Lions. So on the podcast today, we talk a lot about training camp. Um, we talk about the defensive line, uh, tease to bore, uh, Arurier. I mean, we got a bunch of talk. Karen Johnson's blocking, the tight end situation. Um, we bring up the Hill. If you haven't heard about the Hill, um, <laughs> Carlos Monterey last year talked about how the players hated running. Well, they didn't even have the Hill last year. So we talk about the Hill. Um, it's making a lot of waves in training camp. It's a Matt Patricia Patriots thing. So tune in there. We'll get, we get there about three quarters of the way through the podcast talking about the Hill. And then at the end of the podcast, UJ has a special topic. Um, us on the podcast here, we're traveling to Lithuania for the next 10 days. So unfortunately, we will not get you content then. That's why we're ramping this up a little bit here in the forefront. But he lists out all the famous Lithuanian football players or those of Lithuanian descent. It's a, uh, an interesting list, and it's not a long list, but please stay tuned for that. We want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please share it with fellow Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, and please leave a review. We hope you like what you listen to. And now, time for the podcast. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers, we're back. It's the end of July, which means August is right around the corner here, and that means NFL football is right around the corner. We keep saying it, it's getting closer and closer. The listeners can feel it, I can feel it. Um, but it's Big Z here, and we got UJ and Rudd Dog. Hey, on the line yo, well. what up? And you guys, uh, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I say this at the beginning of every episode since training camp started, but I'm just super excited. I, I'm so pumped. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. Football, oh, baby, man. it's almost back. And the thing I'm really excited about is this Lions defense. I mean, we've talked a lot about our excitement of this Lions defense. And I think uh, what we've been reading is a lot of good things coming out of the camp. Uh, yeah. The, the, one th- the one thing that we are missing is a lot of people still sitting out of camp, and that's uh, Darius Slay and Snacks. Do you guys think that's anything to be worried about? Well, uh, just I'm slightly concerned only because I'd like to see everyone in camp. But uh, I keep being told by – all the powers that be, that's nothing to worry about. They're veterans, and it shouldn't be a big deal. And I hope they're right. 
but uh, no, I'm not overly concerned yet. But uh, I just hope they get to camp soon. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's just like that lag because of all the time they already missed? So they're just, uh, you know, got to get back up to speed or something. Or are they even there? Or are they not there? You know, I don't care what kind of veterans you are. You still some time to get up to speed with everybody else who's been practicing. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't just go right in there and all of a sudden you're right up to par with the rest of those guys who've been going at it for a couple of weeks. It's just, it's just not the same. And answer your question, Rudd Dog. Uh, they are there. I think they're just conditioning on the sideline right now. Oh, that's not concerning to me at all. Then, if well, they weren't true. there and holding out because of some contract thing, I'd be more concerned. But no, those veteran guys, especially a guy like Snacks and Slay, who you, you I mean, yeah, you want to get them up to speed, but they're going to be the kind of guys that step in and they're ready to go. You know, they don't need as much practice because they're that good. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just in camp-wise, not during the season, obviously they need to stay on top of it, but they can afford, like, a couple weeks or a week here of a little less practice, I think. The kind of ones that should concern you more are probably the ones like Christian Jones, Sean Hand, uh, Austin Bryan, who have all left uh, training camp with various undisclosed injuries. Yeah. They're saying they're not serious, and I can we can only hope it's true. So, yeah, but yeah. It doesn't take a serious injury to mess up your season either. I mean, if yeah. it's you know a lingering shoulder injury or something like Brian played with last year, that that could hurt him. Well, the Brian one's not going to hurt as bad, but if we you know if we if we were to lose him for an extended time, but hand would hurt us. Yes, because uh, as as good as he is, and you know Brian's obviously a rookie and. You know, we don't even know what he's got to offer yet. But, uh, yeah, Hand would be a troublesome if he couldn't come back. Definitely. But no time to panic yet, right? I mean, even even yeah, if sure. Hand can't come back, though, I mean, the depth at D-tackles, especially with this Mike Daniels ad, we got so much depth there now. Hey, what do you guys think of the mystery between uh, Aishan? Uh <laughs> One of the reporters asked him uh, – so, uh, hey, Sean, uh, can you answer some question about, like, where you've been? No. <laughs> Very mysterious. Just gone for four days. Sounds no like a whole lot of none of our business. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, curiosity, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's nothing to do with, like, being in trouble with law enforcement, I'm fine with it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't affect his play and he's out there in the field, yeah. I don't care. Yes. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. But – Somebody that we should get really excited about. I've been reading a ton of good stuff um, in training camp. Uh, well, it's twofold, I guess. Uh, but the first one that has been popping up a lot is Tracy Walker. There's a lot of buzz uh, bro, mm-hmm. about him yes. coming out of camp. Yes. That's uh, exciting. Do you, is Tracy Walker in the starting lineup on day one? I think yes. so. Yeah. He I, was showing so, so much promise by the end of last year. I mean, even at the early last year, what was it the Bears game we won but then lost because of a stupid penalty when he picked six it? I mean, that kid was showing some real promise. Yeah. And I could I, I see him definitely being a starter. He's a playmaker. You know, yes, we, exactly. we need those kind of guys out there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What about you, Z? I mean, he's a uh, new Glover Quinn, right? Well, I don't know about that yet. I mean, he's still got a long way to go before he becomes that. But uh, yeah, but he, I think he has a little more upside than Quinn had. 
They Physically, talk, yeah. They talk about he does. his length and stuff, and his like. So he's got some skills that even Quinn didn't have if he can develop them. So I mean, obviously Quinn was a great player and maximized what he could do, but you know, obviously physics come into play, and he's just got right. some things Quinn couldn't do. If he could get to that level of player, that would be oh man. Well, yeah, if he maximizes himself like Quinn did, he will be a better player than Quinn because he's physically more. Exactly, which so, is yeah. lo- to say, I don't expect him to be as good as Quinn was when we first got him. You know, uh, Quinn was hitting his prime when he first came to us, and he mm-hmm. put together some excellent years. But I do expect him to show glimpses of it and be a consistent this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I just want to throw out there too that I think Quinn will go down as one of the most underappreciated Lions of all time. Agreed. He seemed to very quietly go about his job, and it was just excellent. He was a stud. For, for what, six years he was with the Lions? It's yeah. hard to believe he's even there that long. <laughs> but uh, he was fantastic. I mean, a few of those there, years, he what led the league in interceptions one year, if I remember great, correctly. And yeah. He, yeah. He was always making plays. I think he had eight interceptions uh, two or three years ago. I don't remember the exact year. Yeah. I agree. He's gonna, like. All-time safety right there. Well, like yeah. you were saying, he, did, he went so quiet. Uh, like he, he was just quiet. He did his job on the field correctly, and that's a good thing, right? That means uh, nobody's beating him downfield and we're not, like, groaning about him and getting on our radar that way. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> Couldn't um, that. So what else do you like for exciting players there, Zeke? Well, another exciting player, the second one, I uh, we briefly mentioned him in the last podcast. I wanted to get uh, your your thoughts on it, UJ. Um, is tease to bore. He he seems to be yes. making a lot of plays in practice right now. Yeah, my boy. But, uh, but it well, is practice, and they are going against a new offense in practice. So right, and he's getting remain. he's getting extra snaps because Slay's not in there. Yes. Uh, he seems to be somewhat taking advantage of it, but everything I glean out of what every article I read is it's a little mixed bag there because uh, while he's making good plays, he's also getting burned. So. It's sort of a mixture of both. Uh, I don't he, know. You know, I, I I think he'll make the squad. I really do. But uh, he's not a sure lo- uh, lock, though, I don't think. No, not by any means. He's going to have what to is, show in one of these preseason games that he can defend downfield. They yeah. say he's, uh, according to, I think, Mankey on uh, MY, if he was saying that he was actually starting to hold up better in the deep game, too, breaking up passes to Marvin Jones deep. So, I mean, well, that's he, a good he's sign. still developing. And, I, yeah, I wouldn't say he's a sure thing, but, I mean, when you're making this much, you know, present, your presence felt this much during camp, that's definitely a really positive sign. I mean. Sure, sure. So, if other guys were, you know, just straight blanketing everybody, they would be getting more recognition. But he's maybe he's not always just blanketing his guy, but he's making a lot of plays, and that could make him valuable. Yeah, I No, no, absolutely. I, I still think his future is just if he does remain on this team during the season, his future is going to be like a red zone uh, type cornerback because that's where the instincts can really uh, come into play, and he doesn't have to worry about you know defending uh, deep down the field. Well, that's a good point, uh, and uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed it's kind of a off off the track of slightly, but. Uh, it seems like the Lions are really practicing a lot of red zone offense with our big guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and t- to your point with uh, 
T's back there, you know, uh, learning to cover these guys. You know, we, we got some huge height there. So these guys are getting a good, some good practice uh, going against guys in the end zone, big, tall guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, and you're right, and T's is taller. I, I think he could be an asset in the, in, the, in the red zone. So, yeah, you might be right, Z. He might have a, a more, you know, focused role but uh, still have a role nonetheless. So Mankey said he he went as far – this is the first time I've seen this. He went as far to say that he might even push Melvin for the other – the number two spot. So that, I'm just like – just to give you kind of a idea of how good he's looking there right now. The, I, I mean, I he's not saying he's going to take it, but – I don't know about that. I'm just saying this is someone who's actually seeing what's happening on the field right now. I, I'm, I'm just – Putting it out there, not saying it's proof of anything, but it's. I think that's not that's something to take somewhat seriously, anyway. And and it could be just a great camp, anyway, turned into a worthless season, as you know we've seen many times. But all you can do is what you can do right now, and he's doing it by all counts. Okay. Well. Yep. And uh, kind of on that note, uh, with the defensive backs, they've been picking off Matt Stafford a lot in this camp. Uh, uh, there's yeah. been a few, yeah. Even Tavai. Yeah, I mean, that's good for Tavai in the defense, but it, it it has brought up some concerns about Matt Stafford looking consistent in this offseason. Do you guys think that's just a product of learning a new offense? Or? I think I'm it's not... a product of a few things, like between learning a new offense and I always feel like offense is all far less sharp this time of year than any other group. So, like, they always – there's that, like, that honing time during the camp that's super valuable for everyone to get on the same page. And they're working double duty, so learning a new offense at the same time. So Yeah, I, I would call the interceptions a, maybe a minor concern. I, I wouldn't really worry about it yet. Uh, but along with that, the videos I've seen, he's dropping dimes all over too, man. I mean – He's throwing some beautiful passes too. So I've seen the same. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about Stafford personally. I, I mean, it's just uh, we've we've talked about how he was inconsistent last year as well, and I I didn't know if you guys felt like that might be carrying over again this year. I mean, it's possible, not. but I don't think that's what. We've do seen do you notice that Stafford seems leaner and and stronger than he was, and a little quicker? This year, then they're saying it's true. He's 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 leaned up a little bit. He definitely looks leaner. He he looks a little less of that chunky Stafford that we know so well. But that arm, man, his arm looks so good though. All the videos I've watched, he he just looks like he's sharp. So I mean, aside from his couple picks yeah. there, but you know, I'm still super excited to see him in this Darren Bevel offense. I, I so expect I. a lot of Me play too. action. You know, um, I, I know I beat this drum a little bit, but you remember a few years back when. Uh, Stafford was the number two uh, play-action quarterback in the league when we had absolutely no run game. Imagine with a run game, his play-action ability. I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous. Yes. So, Ooh, I uh, think, yeah, he's going to benefit a lot. If anybody wants to see the benefit of a positive run game, um, against the 49ers last year we were getting some decent chunks, and there was a really nice play-action pass where Kenny Galladay like, looked like he was blocking and then broke off, and Stafford threw a nice pass down the sideline for a touchdown to Galladay in that game. Yeah. Um, 
uh, that was just that's always like one of the ones that pops in my mind as just like a perfect way how play action can set up a pass and be extremely effective but play action um i don't know if you guys have read warren sharp or read about him or all but play action is like by far the number one like most successful passing type play uh in the NFL, statistically, makes sense. I think teams yeah. are trying to trying to catch on, and I'm I'm really hoping Darren Bevel and the Lions are catching on to that as well. It sounds like they are. I mean, just look at what they're doing. The moves they've made to improve this offense are all yeah. geared towards increasing our ability to, you know, go either direction with a given play, especially with the tight ends. Like that's the whole, one of the biggest things that we're expecting out of Hawk this year is his ability to be so effective in the ground game that when he's blocking a guy who thinks he's being blocked, he can suddenly ditch him and break out on a route, you know, and that kind of thing is, is paramount to what makes like a great tight, dual threat tight end like that effective mm-hmm. is the play action. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. definitely true. Um, th- so another player I wanted to talk about, uh, on the offense, uh, he's obviously a focal point for this season. It's Carryon Johnson, and there's uh, been some write-ups the last few days about him uh, going in one-on-one drills and kind of getting his ass kicked a little bit in pass protection. Uh, yeah, from the uh, one-on-one against the linebackers rushing and trying to sack the quarterback. I, I don't remember him. Uh, he wasn't like a third-down back really last year either. Theo Riddick was a great blocker on third down. Yeah, he was, and that that right. might take that might take uh, Carry on Johnson off the field again on third down this year, just because he he can't. He still. It sounds like he can't. He, blocking is not his forte. Well, he sounds like he won some and lost probably some more, but that's definitely like one of those things that running backs. I feel like like if uh, if tight ends coming to the NFL and learning to block is a big thing, it's it's almost equally as important to running backs. When they talk about drafting him and stuff, can they be competent blockers on third down? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got the build for it. It sounds like he's got the willingness. He just needs to keep getting better at it. Does he have the willingness? That's they the say key. he beat I mean... he beat Trey Lamar. Well, he's a rookie, undrafted <laughs> guy out of Clemson. But I mean, he's a big guy. Well, and listen, they, I, they say he I wants mean, them. I mean, from my youngest days playing football, blocking was all about willingness. You know, the the want to, you know, you got to be willing to put your head in there and just oh, yeah. hit somebody, you know, a guy bigger than you. And uh, I hope he has that. I mean, if he doesn't, if he's a, if he's a, uh, a problem uh, in blocking, that's going to take him out of some of our offense. So true. Yeah. Then Ty Johnson is just going to have to come in and he's got to at least get adequate. You know, I mean, he doesn't need the greatest block. No, he's got to get decent. Right. You got to. I I see Zach Zenner coming in on third downs a lot, just because I think he is an an extremely effective blocker, and I think the coaching staff agrees with that. Yeah, Um, I I think you're right as well. They said uh, CJ Anderson was looking the best in the past pickup drills, though, just for the record. And I didn't see anything about Zenner. I saw stuff about Zenner, but I didn't see the C.J. Anderson one you're talking about. I say he's looked the um, best. And they said Ty Johnson looked respectable too, which could add to his value. Because I mean, if he's not a third down back, then you know, I mean, I could yeah. Have, but C.J. Anderson has to be able to run the ball. That's the problem for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, oh man, 
We'll see if he makes us run. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, as a third down threat, like, I don't Oh, Z, I love, I love it when you hate somebody, Z. It's great. <laughs> So, I don't hate. I don't. You know, I don't hate. Him. I know. I know. I'm sure he's a good guy. I know. I know. Sure, Are you sure though? <laughs> you wear your hate on your sleeve, baby. You sound unconvinced. <laughs> What's that, Rudd Dog? Uh, you sound unconvinced of that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh. So there was another one more player I wanted to bring up that I've read a lot about and it's caught the eye of many reporters um, is a guy named Kevin Strong, undrafted free agent out of San Antonio, Texas. Have you heard about this guy? Have you guys read about him? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Making good use of his time right now with all these guys injured. Yeah. I I mean, do you think there is room for him to make this roster at the back end or is he, is is just a good camp going to get him just enough on uh Hey, if you look, squad. if you play good enough, I don't care who you are or what, what your background is, but if you're making plays, there should be a chance for you to make the roster. I mean, it's so stupid to just – if he, like – I mean, it's, you know, it's a long season, and he's going to have to prove a lot more than the guys behind ahead of him. But, like, if he gets to preseason, starts making sacks on a fairly regular basis – I would not be surprised if he makes the roster. I mean, I would say he's competing more against guys like Austin Bryant and stuff like that than anyone, you know, more established. But uh, why not? You're still not not convinced Austin Bryant's going to make this roster. I'm not convinced. I'm not saying he's not going to. I'm just saying I think we have so much depth that no one's a lock on this roster. You're gonna have to really prove that you have a value to provide, and even if you're a fourth round draft pick. I just think the strong kid is gonna be a practice squad eligible guy. That's what I'm looking at right now. Oh, most likely. I mean, yeah. if he has a good um, preseason overall, I think he can battle PJ Johnson to make the roster. That's Maybe. Oh, see, you hate PJ Johnson. See, that's. That's what's really happening here. I didn't. I didn't. I don't hate him. I just said I think he could beat him. That's all. I'm trying to ever, find. I'm trying well, to find think, a spot for Kevin Strong on the roster. I think he could beat Austin roster. Bryant. I think that's um, ridiculous. I don't. I agree with you, Z. Barring barring an injury. I, I think Red Dog's just being uh, argumentative. Uh, Kevin Strong, by the way, Never six four, two eighty five, and he's twenty two years old right now as a rookie. Yeah, well, can't teach that size. No, promising. And he uh, apparently he kicked Glasgow's ass today in one-on-one drills. Gave him his first loss of the the off season. No way, because no one kicks Glasgow's ass. <laughs> Nobody. You hear me? Uh, be- besides that, though, the <laughs> offense line, I guess, has been looking pretty good in practice. Yeah, well, that's, that's definitely an encouraging sign. Well, they haven't been put up against anything yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, all the all the <laughs> starters have been out, so you got a bunch of pedestrians on the other side. So I hope they're kicking ass now. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They better be. And I know. I think we uh, talked about it in our uh, early projections. Is Miles Killebrew, and he. he um, I think he's going to make this roster by all accounts. He he's doing just enough at linebacker, and he's an elite special teams player. I think he's yeah. going to make this roster. So, do you think he makes it and knocks Maven off? No, I think Jalen Reed's Maven stays too. 
Really well, interesting. You know, Killebrew's been making some plays in practice recently in the last couple of days, and uh, that could be a sign that Patricia's finding a, you know, uh, a use for him, you know, or, or finding out how to use him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that is a good sign because the guy's a superior athlete and so versatile. I mean, I'd love to see him with a, a role on this team. I like the kid, so I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think he's playing himself into a spot right now. Yeah, plus this is his second year in the defense, so now he can hopefully go out there and play more confidently than last. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of Lions fans are rooting for him. Uh, we've liked Miles Kilbrew for a long time. Uh, well, his talent level, his physical abilities are so tantalizing. You just want to see him put him to proper use and, you know, reach that potential that everyone sees in him. Right, exactly. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there was something I wanted to bring up, and I want to know if you guys have heard about this uh, before the season or right now. They they started using it. Matt Patricia asked the Detroit Lions to build a hill at their yes. practice facility. Oh, that's awesome. And it's been sitting there the first few days of training camp not being used, and now it is being used extensively. Uh for conditioning drills. Apparently, the Patriots have one at, at Gillette Stadium as well yep. that the players uh, do conditioning on. And so, clearly, Matt Patricia is pulling from that. And, I mean, we've talked about the executives, the players coming in. If if you didn't think they were trying to be Patriots 2.0, I, I think this is, the, uh, this is just another sign of that. Hey, if it works, why not, you know? No, <laughs> I like that. That's so the thing I think. I, I was talking to UJ about this with Patricia, or maybe this was on the last podcast. We talked so much Lions, who knows? But, uh, like, talking about Patricia doing things the right way, I was talking about how I think he's going to be the first of the, the uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy Belichick tree to really succeed because I think he's going to, he seems to be focused on the right things about what made the Patriots tick all this time. And what made him so effective, whereas, like, uh, some of these other guys that leave that, that system seem to go in a little more arrogant and think just because they came up through them, they can, you know, just be great now. Like, Mc, Mc, Jeff Daniels or whatever his name was, or McDaniels. I, I don't know. I just see, like, Josh McDaniels. Like, Josh McDaniels. Like I, I, like, I think he was arrogant when he went to the Broncos because he wanted the whole pie. He wanted to be the GM and the head coach. And he thought he was such hot shit. And like then, Belichick. Like Belichick, you mean? Right. He, thought he, head coach. he saw himself as like Belichick, whereas P- Patricia sees himself as Patricia, but gleaning like, you know, all this deep well of wisdom and knowledge from from Belichick. And he's it's you see in the details, he they always talk about focusing on the details, and I think that's such a, a an incredibly important part of what makes the Patriots so good. And he's bringing that over here, including some of like the important things like conditioning and and running the hill. And I love it. Yeah, you know, winning a championship—it's hard work. I mean, and then the people that get pissed off about this really irk me because it, they talk so—they they've talked so long for decades about changing the culture here, and here's a guy who actually comes in and literally changes the culture <laughs> to make yeah. them work harder. And and be more in condition, and you know, and and they're going to be pissed off about that. What are you kidding me? 
I, I mean, it's like the Patriots said if they beat the Falcons that one game, they come back in the Super Bowl. Remember that? And uh, and the Patriots just said, yeah, in the fourth quarter, man, we just knew it. Like, we run those sprints in the hills after practice and stuff. Fourth quarter, we we were we were they were sucking wind and we were just playing, man. And that's how the Lions got to be. Fourth quarter comes, we got to be the most fit team on the field, the baddest dudes on the field. And, and we that, saw and some of the payoff last year against Miami. Remember, they were talking about how we were going to be like so disadvantaged right. by the heat and stuff, and and they went right down there and kicked butt. And, and if we can start winning early, uh, I think the belief will really kick in with the players. You know. So that's what I'm hoping for, obviously. I, but uh, I agree completely. Uh, I think if they have, if they buy in with the talent we have on this roster, yeah, you know, limit, unlimited potential to be great. Seriously, I mean, the potential on this team is great. Uh, all from from top to bottom. I mean, we have talent. You know, maybe not the best talent, but we have talent everywhere. And you know, compared to 2008, when we had no talent anywhere. <laughs> We literally have a lot of talent now. Really going back there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, but that's how far we've come, you know. True. Po- polar opposites. And, and and I think Quinn's done a great job getting talent in here. Yeah, and, and depth. Uh, yeah, so much, like, depth. That's what he kind of preached when he came in. Is that Yeah. Depth. And people are quietly praising the Tavai tr- pickup now, you know. Like, they're not being too loud about it, but they think, maybe this kid might actually have something here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he really and, sounds uh, like he's impressing so I don't know, you know. We obviously we got to wait and see in the game, but yeah, uh, as we know our hopes. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here drinking Kool Aid. Oh know, yeah, me too. So. Uh, if, if you just want a juxtaposition of two different uh, opinions uh, about the hill, Tracy Walker was asked about it um, after they j- just got off the field after a two-hour practice plus running the hill. Honestly, I don't even want to look at that hill no more right now, Walker said. <laughs> but then here's another player, Isaac Nauta, a rookie, who actually uh, was seen getting extra uh, reps just with, you know, he wasn't punished or anything. He just did it on his own, running nice. up the hill a few extra times on his own. He said, yeah, I got to, got to man. You got to get a little extra work, and it's all about conditioning. So just try you know, to get as much extra work and can be in the best shape possible. Yeah, but you know what? You, you don't have to like it, see. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to like it. They're, they're, no, one, no one's requiring these guys to like it. No. You know what? I feel <laughs> they just like... got to know what it's getting them, you know, what they're getting from it. That's that's all. True, it's supposed to suck. Um, I, I feel like that this team, more than past Lions teams, though, doing things like Nada's doing, like those kind of optics are going to go a long way with buying you into this program. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like they're looking for every bit of extra effort that they can find. They want the guys who are going to put in those extra miles. And I'm not saying it's going to take a guy who is, you know, bad or not very good and make the roster, but a guy who's going up against another player who's a similar level. And he's the guy out there doing all these extra sprints every day, putting all this extra work. I feel like that they're going to, they're going to measure that when they make their decisions. They want that ethic. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I agree. And and w- just one more note on the conditioning. I read about, uh, I think it was a two or three days ago. The Lions, uh, all the Lions players had to run around the field like two or three times, and all the all the players uh, kind of finished 
together, but there's one guy that lagged seriously behind. <laughs> that was Ashawn Robinson, who was mysteriously gone, like you said, for four days. And he was pretty much walking by the last lap I, I wrote. Yeah. So he, oh, he's, got some, he's got some conditioning to do a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a good sign. Get, oh, get it's, your uh... ass in cure, Ashawn. I'm just saying, look at the depth we've established on this defensive line. And it's not just all depth. They're, he's legitimately going to have to fight for play time in this roster. When you got guys like Snacks and now this Mike Daniels, two established stars in the league, and then you got Sean, and then you got Deshaun Hinn, and then, you know, it that is not going to – especially when you got guys from the outside who will rotate down inside on pass rushing downs, playing time is going to be – a fierce battle to get on this defensive line. So I, he needs to get his butt in gear. That's all I'm saying. Fitness is going to be a big part of it. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I think he'll be fine as well. Uh, I'm not so. saying he won't, but come on, man. It's yeah. camp. You better start getting your kit conditioning, right? Hey, I'm going to throw something out there too, and I hope the Lions are listening or someone from the Lions is listening. But uh, Matt Patricia, you know, he's been injured too. And he's got a bum foot, had some surgery done on it. And uh, he's been riding around in this uh, four-wheeler. Yeah, ATV, we talked about that you know? last time. So, so what I think the Lions should do after this training camp is over, have the whole team sign the four-wheeler and then sell tickets to, for a, a, a raffle, you know, to win the thing. <laughs> that's not a good that, idea. That's what, I, that's what I think they should do with it because I will personally buy a ton of tickets because I, I want that. <laughs> Freaking ATV signed by the team. It'd be, That'd be awesome. Sweet. That'd, That'd be, be so awesome. Cool. I think it'd be awesome. You could ever get for memorabilia goes. How about it, man? <laughs> that would be so cool. Oh man, <laughs> that thing. That thing is awesome too. I yeah, the lion's emblem and, and and everything. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I just threw that out there. Hopefully, someone from the Lions are listening. <laughs> Let's auction that thing off after you're done, or raffle it off. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we wanted to uh, get some notes about the training camp in there, but now uh, an interesting segment we wanted to add to this podcast. Um, I'm going to let UJ <laughs> kind of introduce it here. Uh, All right. He, if, you can give background, if you can give background as well as to why you are introducing this category. Okay, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, as, as some of you may know, uh, this weekend we are heading – uh, the whole cast and crew of this podcast are heading to the country of Lithuania, uh, where our ancestors came from. So uh, in recognition of the country of Lithuania, I decided to make a list of all the greatest Lithuanian football players ever <laughs> in the NFL. Um, I knew two right offhand, and uh, I thought, well, I'll just Google it, you know, and find out all these other Lithuanian football players. And I'm sure there's some out there, but... Man, I couldn't find any on Google. It was ridiculous. Except, so, <laughs> my list consists of three. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but just note that the top two are arguably the best football players of all time. Okay. So, keep Ooh. that in mind. So, number three, bringing up the rear, Arunas Bessis. Uh, yes, 16th round draft pick of the Philadelphia oh, Eagles wow. in 1966. <laughs> he, he played for two years with the Eagles, and that's pretty much all I know about him. All right. <laughs> I, 
don't know if he saw the field or what, you know, but, uh, oh. so that's number three, <laughs> what? but now, and I don't know, I don't know how to rate these guys two and one. Cause it's, it's really close, but I'm going to, I'm going to say number two, Johnny Unitas, Johnny, you baby, uh, a quarterback of his generation, the best of his generation who at the time kind of defined what a quarterback was in the NFL. And his lead was followed for many years, you know, and now, you know, these guys have gotten better and there's been probably better quarterbacks since then, but in his generation, he was probably the best. And then number one, maybe still the best ever at the position, Dick Butkus, middle linebacker for the Chicago bears, also of Lithuanian descent. And I don't know, that's a hard one to argue with. Uh, I mean, even there's been a lot of great linebackers in the game. Dick Butkus is still, the, the all time. I mean, the all time fiercest, meanest. Talk about defining a position, and it still stands today. I mean, he's still the definition of a middle linebacker in the NFL. So, yeah, probably one of the more important players to ever play in the game. And yeah, he was Lithuanian. All right. And just to so, note, both those guys were sons of parents who were born in Lithuania, so they were born. They were born here, yes, but their parents were immigrants from Lithuania. That's and right, bo- and both blue collar. Uh, Johnny Unitas's father died when he was five, and his he was raised by his uh, single mother who worked two jobs. And then Dick Buckus's dad uh, immigrated from Lithuania and became an electrician here. So very yeah. blue collar, very hard nosed guys. Absolutely. So that's a pretty it. good list, even if it's a short one. Yeah, a short I mean, but very, very sweet. A, <laughs> I got one. Damn. I have one more player to add for you, uh, UJ. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> um, this guy played for one year in 1936 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh nice. Um, his career stats. So he played five. He played in. He started five games. Played in eleven. <laughs> I don't know what he did on the field because his career stat is one rushing yard (laughs) on one attempt. This sounds like if I got my shot at the league. (laughs) I'd get that yard. What's his name, Z? Oh, oh, of course. Uh, How dare I uh, insult him? Uh, Bill Lejewski. Oh, yeah. So my apologies to the Lejewski family out there. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm sure he was a great man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was Lithuanian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. The Lions have a uh, a lot more practices to go before their preseason game, and we'll have a lot of comments on that. We will most likely not be posting a podcast between August second and August eleven. That's why we wanted to get this in here. Um, apologies if there's uh, feedback. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, hola. This is the greatest day, day, day of my life. Life. <laughs> um. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you. you like. So, last but not least, as always, go. go. Field, a charging team that will not yield.
when the blue and silver wave. Stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain. Hello.